Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I've been living with my partner for five years and he is the most loyal and amazing human being. He's always bending backwards for me and dropping all of his plans to hang out with me at my beck and call. He is really the best person that I'll ever find. A few weeks ago, I went out with my girlfriends and I met the most handsome man I've ever seen. I was a little tipsy and I ended up going home with him. I also didn't tell him that I had a boyfriend. I feel so bad for cheating on him, but I can't stop thinking about this new guy. What should I do? Love, Team Jacob or Team Edward? This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Huh? What's the there's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them, yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. I'm Ash. And I'm Alejandro. Alejandro coming to us after a wild night. Fill us in. <laughs> oh my God, last night was so amazing. It was uh, it was a meetup by Nosotros. And Nosotros is a Latinx uh, advocacy organization that exists, uh, that was created by Ricardo Montalban, who's a famous Mexican actor. And yesterday was so, 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 so dope. It was celebrating uh, Hispanic Latinx Heritage Month. And it was just a great opportunity to connect with so many people who are just really passionate about storytelling and in so many different capacities. And it was cool. It was fun to be able to see familiar faces and to connect with new friends. You know, it was a really lit. Time. It was amazing. It was at the Montalban Theater. Montalban. It was at the Montalban Theater, uh, right <laughs> at, uh, Hollywood and Vine. And at the so room. fun. It was so so fun. Oh my! Did God. you meet anyone that? I mean, because it is a dating podcast, so I'm gonna ask like really superficial questions. But was there anyone hot or eye catching for you? <laughs> uh there were so, there were a few people that were definitely eye catching. Uh, there there was there was a. Uh, one guy who came up to me, he's like, you, I don't even, I don't know. It, it sounds funny to even like say it aloud, but like, he was just like, I, you caught my attention earlier and I just, I wanted to say hello. And it was just. Why does that sound hello. funny to say aloud? I yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it feels funny to say, like, I don't know, I feel good. Alejandro, you're hot. You're going to get attention <laughs> and you're yeah. intellectual and you're smart and beautiful and have a great personality. Of and course, people are going to come up to you. you. I never shall I ever. Yeah, but it was really dope too because I was able to plug uh, Daddy Date, which is a 10 minute one act theater project that was written and directed by Teddy Alexis Rodriguez. Uh, we had that this past weekend that we completed and we got into semifinals, which took. Wow! Three- so to be able to, like, you know, network and meet these amazing people and then to be able to plug this 
project, um, it was it was really cool to have a lot of support from within the community, and again to support others. It was uh, really amazing as well. So it was it, it was a good time. It was a good yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like you've been working a lot. What's so when does Daddy Date end its run? Like, can people who are listening to this episode, which comes out on Monday, still see it? Yes, if you are interested in in LA. Please come and support us. We will be at the Marilyn Monroe Theater at the Lee Strasberg Institute on October 27th in the semifinals round. Audience participation and votes gets us to finals, which is on October 29th. And then the Best of Gala is uh, on the 30th. So. Oh, well, if Lauren and I were in town, we would obviously be there front row seats I know, watching. I know. Anyway, Ash, tell us about Ash in Paris. Ash in Paris is going on a date tonight. I am very excited. Um, I actually also went on a friend date last night, like a Bumble BFF wow. date. And I know we talked about this in the last host episode, but I've been building up my friendships here and it's been really, really great. That's awesome. Yeah. My birthday's tomorrow. I'm turning 30. I'm not a birthday girl at all. I really, really, really hate celebrating my birthday, but the girl that I met last night, she's so cool. She was like, okay, we're gonna, um, we're gonna do something for your birthday. Like I'll get my friends together, my Bumble BFF girlfriends together. You get yours together and we'll do like a fun thing. Aw. It's like, okay, cool. Aw. I wish yeah. we could be here celebrating with you. I know, but maybe I'll do something in LA if you guys ever, or Alejandro will be there, but if Lauren, if you come back. Yeah, I know I have to be there in November because I'm filming at least one, potentially two projects. So definitely early November. Sweet. But talking about New York leads us into today's episode topic because it's actually really interesting. Since I've been at school, I've had to develop a lot more stories because Columbia's program is not just producing. It's also like writing, directing when you first start out and then it starts to go into more specialized. So they have you write like feature length scripts, um, you're constantly filming or working on projects. So it's actually made me to start to explore some past trauma that I feel like I hadn't really ever dug up in a long time. And one of them is actually an ex relationship that I hadn't really ever, like, I think I buried it a little bit. And you know, not in that, like, I still think about it all the time or whatever. But like, I don't think I ever really got off got over what that relationship like caused me to feel and how it's impacted me on a day-to-day -day basis since then. So I've been writing the script about this situation that's happened and it's been very therapeutic. But today we're talking about cheating and in particular relation to the Adam Levine scandal. Adam Levine? Adam Levine scandal. Adam Levine. Adam Levine scandal. And the situation that I'm writing about is actually a time that I was cheated on. And because I was cheated on, I was not able to fully be present in the relationship that was actually a great healthy relationship after after having been cheated because I never really recovered or let myself grieve that relationship where I was cheated on and it had tremendous effects on the following relationship to come so the script that I'm working on is a lot about how like those of us who have been in those traumatic relationships where either you know you've been assaulted or abused or even on like a, a lesser scale like just been in a coercive relationship um you know the feelings that arise from that never really leave you and they definitely affect your future relationships so i think in talking about cheating it's also important to acknowledge that like that feeling of being trusting somebody and having that broken is a really hard thing to get over. So have you guys ever been cheated on or experienced any of the things that I'm talking about? 
definitely. I still feel like to this day, it's affecting my relationships or affecting dates that I go on because it did take a huge toll on me and my ability to trust people, especially trust men. And so, yeah, so I got cheated on in 2016. The way that I found out, if you want the tea, was we were out drinking and we were both really drunk and we were at a bar right next door to someone that I used to date before him, but like way before him. And this guy, like he was the first guy that I kind of ghosted, but not really. He just ended up being too annoying. And I was, he wasn't Mm -hmm. getting the hint that like I wanted it to be over. Anyways, that guy lived right next door to this bar that we're at. And I casually was like, oh, I dated someone who used to live there. And all of a sudden it turned into, oh, you're cheating on me, him to me. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how did this escalate? Like, no, I just mentioned that I used to date someone who lived in that building next door. And it turned into a whole thing where he got so angry. He like stormed off. It was like 1 a.m. in San Francisco, stormed off. And I was like running behind him, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I was like, well, this guy's crazy. Like, what is he on about? So I go home and I'm trying to sleep and I'm like trying to text him. He's not answering my phone or like anything. I'm blocked on Instagram, blocked on text messages. Oh my God. So toxic. And I'm like, what is happening? And then in my head, I was like, oh, he left his iPad at my apartment. So in my head, I was like, check his iPad, check his iPad. And I never do this. I never violate anyone's privacy, but something was telling me, check his iPad because he's accusing you of something he's probably doing. Yes, projection. Yes, complete projection. And so I was like, fine, I checked it. And there was a thread from him and this girl, the girl that he told me not to worry about. Uh, I saw their messages and it basically, she, I didn't even have to ask him what, ask him what happened. She detailed everything in their text. She was like, yeah, like last night when we did that, when this happened and this like play by play of what happened as if like I was going to find his phone and read it. And she was like telling me what's happening. Wow. Nice girl. So how did you address the situation? So the next day when he cooled off, I obviously was now not okay. Um, I blow up his phone because he doesn't want to answer me or whatever. And he doesn't want to answer like no comment basically from his end. And then I was like, you know what? Like get your shit. Like his backpack was in my apartment and his iPad. I was like, get your shit and fucking leave. And he comes to get his stuff and he doesn't say anything. He looks like shit. He doesn't say anything. I was like, you literally have nothing to say. Like no remark, nothing. You don't want to even like be like, oh, like that, you know? And he was like, well, no matter what I say, you're not going to believe me. I'm like, okay, what are you going to say? And then he goes, um, my iCloud wasn't syncing from my iPad to my laptop, and these are old messages. Oh, oh hell no! Oh, oh I'm not God. stupid. It has a date on them. Like messages won't come in on a certain like. You know what I mean? I'm not dumb. And I was like, I laughed at him because I was like, I actually work in tech. You don't have a fucking job. Like he is someone who, in French, you say bolos, which is like a low life guy who like isn't doing sh- like a a scrub. That's what he is. He's a scrub. Where you at, TLC? Come through. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Idiot. But anyways, I got back together with him because I was young and didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Also, I was very lost without him. It was a a very toxic relationship where I was super attached. And I ended, obviously I left it, but I left it like eight months later. But that's the thing about cheating because I got back together with the person. I've been cheated on twice that I know of. And same person? No, different people. Oh, wow. So the second person who cheated on me, it was like in the summer. 
they were at summer camp and I was at a theater conservatory in France and they cheated on me when we were like split up for the summer and then came back from the conservatory, didn't want to tell me, but did tell me, broke up with me. Then they went to college and me being an idiot, like was like, okay, I'm not going to go help you move into college because we're broken up. And I was trying to like advocate for myself, but he was so, so like manipulative that he somehow convinced me to go with him to move him into college get back together so after the knowledge of like him having cheated on me all summer he I go with him move him into college and then continue like being in a relationship with him for like all of September the first month while he was in college then like ended up meeting somebody who was like my first healthy relationship and that was what I was talking about that I was like never fully present in that relationship Mm -hmm. because I was still like grieving what happened with the toxic guy but yeah I did the same thing I got back together with him because I think that it's like this feeling like oh I'm not good enough so they left me so like I want to get back in this and give them another chance to like prove that I am good enough and maybe like if we try it again like they will stay with me because like it just really diminishes your self-worth and I think that like every cheating episode is different for sure but like the way that I feel well let's talk about it. So as everybody has been talking about on social media, but for those of us who are not up to date on social media, I have no business being up to date on this. (laughs) I do, but somehow I still have time to catch up on celebrity gossip. So basically Adam Levine was found Instagram messaging a ton of different girls. It might have been like four that came out, but you know, probably more because once there's one, there's always more. Um, I am not sure and listeners can correct us on this if there was a physical relationship. To my knowledge, it was okay. So So with that Sumner girl, she said that um, they they were they were uh, it was physical for a year. Okay, so there was a physical relationship with one of them. I think the other ones they were Instagram messaging, right? Like this is the only one that he met up with in person. Um, Yeah, but also he denies that. He denies that he was ever with her in person. And he says that it was just the flirtatious messaging. Yeah. And who do we believe? I mean, why would she make it up? Like what? what yeah. Well, because she's an influencer. So people are arguing on social media like, oh, she was doing it for clout. And some people say that like the proper way for her to handle it would have been to, you know, tell his wife on the inside so that it didn't have to be like this massive social media craze like trying to cancel him essentially because now like the world knows about this so it like puts their marriage in the spotlight basically but a question if you're this famous Victoria's Secret model and a lesser known Instagram person messages you telling this about your husband do you really think you're opening up that message like how many messages a day is she getting? Like, how would she have had the resource to contact like her people directly? And then like, what is she going to do? Like go on IMDb Pro, find out who her manager is and then like uh, well, get I the mean, manager's email and send it to her. Girl, but this Sumner girl was pretty big, wasn't really? she? She's, I think she- I thought she got bigger t- after, but you told Oh, me. maybe. It honestly could be. And you're right. Maybe there was no way to reach the wife and this was like the only way to be like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And maybe she wasn't even just, she wasn't even thinking about this. She actually did make an apology to the wife, um, but maybe she wasn't even thinking about that. And it was just like, what the hell? Like this guy is out of his mind. Yeah. But then I feel like we have to go back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of healing and taking time to like really 
mature learn the lessons from those mistakes of diving so deep into a relationship where one is being cheated on you know like maybe it just took her that long to finally like yeah stand that like no well, this is unacceptable yeah. i don't need to be participating in this like i don't need to be like a silent component in this fairy tale that he is weaving mm-hmm. by just like standing by and accepting that oh i'm gonna get this child's name like that had to have been a breaking point i think if i were in that situation i probably would have done something similar but uh, that's a that's another component of it actually is that people were saying that was he taking advantage of the fact that she was like a lesser known Instagram model because he's the position of power. So like if somebody who's in a position of power, you're the lead singer of Maroon 5, reaches out to this like lesser known Instagram model, is he then taking advantage of his status by preying on somebody of like a lesser status? That was another question that was raised. I see a lot of different sides to this. Um, and I also see the side that Behati is currently pregnant with their child. And for me, if there wasn't a physical relationship and it was just these messaging, I think that marriage can be really hard for people. And a lot of people were arguing, like you're married to this Victoria's Secret model. Like how do these beautiful people get cheated on like Beyonce and Jay-Z? But the fact of the matter is that like anybody can be cheated on. It doesn't mean that like only people who are less attractive or less famous get cheated on. It's like, it just goes to show you that literally anyone can be cheated on. It's the lust, like that desire for uh, like a very sexual person, someone that's not your, anyone but your wife. I think it's that. I think that like the people who cheat, it says a lot more about them and their insecurity and also like their desire for this like excitement and kind of power dynamic, especially people who are famous, like in situations like this one. And, you know, a lot of people when these types of things happen the question always comes up, once a cheater, always a cheater. So what do you guys think of that? Is that a legit thing? Like, can if she took him back, is she going to have to be worried the rest of her life about if this type of thing could happen again? Well, going back to your question about, like, is Instagram messages cheating if there was nothing physical? I also found Instagram messages from that same guy who did cheat on me. I think, no, actually, you know what? I didn't find messages. My friend who worked at the same place that I did um, she was the one who told me that she saw messages from him to another girl that works at that same place that I at worked at. And yeah, I don't think I saw messages, but regardless, like he was still messaging, you know, this girl. And I don't know how many other girls he was probably messaging. I, at that point for me, it, it's still like right now, I don't know how I was or who I was back that in that day. But if I find messages from my significant other, my husband, especially, to women and being super flirtatious and like something that's not normal and not okay and completely crosses the line, then I consider it cheating. It's still emotional. It's an emotional affair. It's totally an emotional affair. And going back to what you were talking about, about the power dynamic that exists with this Adam Levine situation, it's like to have the access that he may have to whatever he wants like it's like a weird like god complex i feel that we're dealing with in that scenario where it's like he probably could get away with anything and felt like you know this new or this person that he was having mess or exchanging messages with was just no big deal and like it's just sad that to think about you know the, the wife who's pregnant and like about to have a child to know that like He's not even like 100% like committed to that relationship. That's just, and then to like name the child after the person that he's having an affair with, like that is so insane to me. Yeah. Like, 
how I think that message would be the one that would completely make me so mad if I was the pregnant wife. Yeah. Um, like fuck the cheating. You really want to name our son after the girl that you're cheating me on with? That's really wild. And like like I said, it's just the privilege, the the audacity and like ugh. wait, Tristan Thompson. Who is Trans- Tristan is the name of the person? Tristan Thompson is um Chloe Kardashian's baby daddy. Yeah. A basketball player who's cheated on her multiple times. He actually cheated on his first baby mama while the baby mama's pregnant with Khloe Kardashian. Oh my gosh. Mess. So that that goes that goes back to once a cheater, always a cheater for me. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is like, you know, once you go through that situation, for the person who was cheated on, it becomes difficult to see past that i feel like that's such a boundary breaker and then to have that trust broken in such a tremendous way like it's it's a traumatic experience to have to stay in it well not to have to but to want to stay in the relationship to try and repair things thinking that something can be done to like rectify the situation when like really the work that has to be done is the person who's doing the cheating and yeah that's Ugh, that's once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't know, like possibly, but my heart goes out to the people who are cheated on, where it's just like to have to deal with that, uh, the weight of that boundary breaking is really tremendous. And I mean, it, it says a lot about a person when, you know, they want to like stay in it to fix it or to like repair it. But at the same time, it's like the work that has to be done isn't even that that person it's the the person who's cheating that's mm-hmm. to, you guys feel like something. people who are more attractive or people in positions of power are more likely to cheat do you think that people who are more attractive i don't know about the attractive part but i think position of power maybe because there's so yeah. for example like athletes in school just talking about university you know college athletes they were, there were so many women being thrown, like throwing themselves at these athletes. And like, they had so, this is before, obviously it's all social, social media, but Instagram wasn't that big when I was in college. And it just, a lot of girls throwing themselves at these athletes. And it's like, okay, that gives them a position of power. And yeah, I feel like it is easier to cheat. You know, they'll, what I've seen from athletes that I know of and just in the media is that they mar- end up dating and marrying girls who are very easy and won't ask questions. Like you won't see them date like girls who are like, you know, like fighting for themselves. Being like, what the hell are you doing? Like questioning their every move or like, you know, questioning shady things that they're doing. So they'll go for these easy targets and then they'll cheat on them because they're wives are never going to ask them like oh where were you last night oh let me see your phone like their their wives are just very like don't ask don't tell Hmm. I think they are more likely to cheat but for me it comes from a self-worth perspective especially younger people who were these athletes like in high school and college like you're talking about Osh Mm -hmm. because I think that like for these athletes they get a lot of their self-worth from like oh I was the best soccer player I was the best football player in college and then once you graduate college unless you're going professional that attention ends and even for professional athletes that attention ends at some point because you can't be a professional athlete forever and then I think they start to take that self-worth or from or that attention that they were trying to seek in their career previously from their significant others or just people that they can get attention from um, when cheating on their significant other. Because I think that like 
there's this element of people becoming bored with their lives and having these affairs is like an exciting thing for people to do to shake up their life. And I think you could be the most famous person in the world or the most successful person in the world, like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. But it's like, there's still this element of attention from another gender or the gender that you're interested in um, being so intoxicating that I think for some people, it's hard to say no, especially when you're in like a long committed relationship and you're adjusted to getting that attention from people and then it's taken away from you. And then I think people start to seek it from other facets, which to me is why like, I don't necessarily believe in once a cheater, always a cheater. I really want to believe in humanity and believe in the fact that people can change. And I think that part of it is that people just start to seek their self-worth from the attention that they're getting from the person that they're cheating with. And I think that there is a component of people like not doing the self-work and not figuring out what it is that they're bored about within their life, that they're trying to ease that from finding somebody else. And I think that it is possible to change. Even the people who have cheated on me, they now seem to be in long committed relationships and some of them are even married. I have no idea how that's working out for them, but you know, it seems that they've figured out some of their issues and well, hopefully they're not cheating still. Yeah. Hopefully they're not, but I, I would beg to believe that they probably aren't. Um, I hope to believe that they aren't. And To me, I think that like you can grow from it if you're willing to have that self-awareness and see that you had a problem when you did that. And I don't think that a lot of people are. And that's why I think you see this repetitive behavior because people aren't willing to address it. But I think if you are somebody who can see this behavior and recognize it, then I think you can make change on it. It's almost like an addiction, right? Like a sex addict. Like it's almost like that where you are never going to be satisfied with just having one person to have sex with for your whole life or however long your relationship is. But I feel like there's two types of cheaters. There's one that's like the accidental. I was at, you know, a party with my bros, like I had a bar with my bros and like, oh, like I was so drunk and this girl came up to me and we like, we made out or something. And like, obviously that's cheating because, you know, whatever. But you'll come home and be like, oh, babe, I did this. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was so stupid. Like, da, da, da. Then game over. Like, I mean, case closed. Like you're drunk. No worries. Like as long as it never happens again, they're like, no, that'll never happen again. Cool. They've never had a track record of it. Okay, great. Done. But if it's like months or like weeks long or months long type of relationship that they're having on the side, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be really, really hard to get to work through in therapy or or just be in a polygamous relationship or an open relationship, you know? Yeah. It almost is comparable to like shoplifting. Yeah. A rush out of just the thrill of doing it and then getting away with it. And then that person just probably just continues to do it out of routine or habit or excitement of being able to kind of going back to what we were talking about as far as like that power dynamic, that ability to just like do what they want and knowing that they can get away with it just because they know they can. Yeah. Manipulativeness, like. yeah so what do we do how do we help the damsels in situations who might find themselves in this situation what do we do well let's just read this letter and figure out how we can help this letter writer let's do it okay (laughs) so we have dear damsels i'm a model living in new york and i love your podcast 
please don't judge me for what I'm about to say because I could really use your unbiased advice. I've been living with my partner for five years and he is the most loyal and amazing human being. He's always bending backwards for me and dropping all of his plans to hang out with me at my beck and call. He is really the best person that I'll ever find. A few weeks ago, I went out with my girlfriends and I met the most handsome man I've ever seen. The energy between us was insane and there were so many sparks flying. I felt like I had met my actual soulmate. I ended up talking to him the entire night and it was just so romantic. I was a little tipsy and I ended up going home with him. I also didn't tell him that I had a boyfriend. I feel so bad for cheating on him, but I can't stop thinking about this new guy. But I'm also so attached to my boyfriend that I don't think I can ever leave him. I'm afraid that things with the new guy won't work out. I know I sound horrible, but my heart is in two places. What should I do? Love, Team Jacob or Team Edward? <laughs> what the hell? The Twilight reference kills me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> team Jacob or Team Edward, what do we do? That's tough. I mean, because like on one hand, I'm hearing like emotional fulfillment that possibly this like spontaneous new connection is giving to to this person which that's tough like you know like what do you do in that situation where like someone crosses your path and is giving you something that maybe the partner is not but on the other hand it sounds like the partner for the past years or so is so loyal and so and bending backwards and dropping plans and da 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 that's oof, that's a tough situation to be in mm. damn i mean you went home with him that after that one night that's that's a, mm, that's tough girl that's tough <laughs> yeah i have words from my girly girl over here <laughs> listen my my girl so you've been in this long-term relationship and you meet somebody and you feel like you have this like long, exciting night. This is a lot of what I was talking about before. I feel like people get into these long-term relationships and it also, because you're a model, I bring this up. It makes me really interested in Instagram culture and influencers because like some of these influencers who have made their careers on their looks, I think that when you lose that validation from your community, or if you're a model from the work that you're booking, I think it's hard and you start to seek attention and approval and validation from other places. And sometimes when you have this long-term relationship, you start to not see the importance of validating your partner. So my feeling on this is that you've been with this partner for a long time. I think they've probably started stopped validating you and stopped like helping you feel like you have this self-worth. Like I hear you saying that they drop all their plans, they do all these things for you and they're so loyal and amazing. But I think maybe you guys have started to lose some excitement and also started to lose him helping out your love language because there's something that happened on this night here where this person who you were with really started speaking to your love language that your partner isn't. And I think that's why you're so attracted and entranced in this situation happening because you haven't felt that excitement the way you feel excitement the first time you start to see somebody. There's just something different about the sparks that fly when you've met somebody initially versus being with somebody for a long time. However, you really don't know this person and you really have no idea what's going to happen. And it's wonderful to be attracted to somebody and have this long romantic evening, but it, there's just no 
there's no quality to that, to a five-year relationship and somebody who has like really proved themselves to you time and time again. Um, and I think that this is probably something that you need to do inner work or with your relationship to look at what's happening. I don't necessarily think that you need to end your current relationship or that, you know, this has to be something if you are committed to working on it and committing to leaving it as a one night stand. I wish that you had told us in this letter, if you reached out to them after this one night stand, like, did you just leave it and cut off all communication? Or are you still talking to them? Because to me, the issue lies on if you're still talking to them. I think that if it was just that one evening, then that's something that you and your boyfriend can talk about and work out and figure out why did you feel compelled to do that? But I think it says a lot if you started to continue to talk to them after that night, because then to me, you're act actively sabotaging your current relationship. And also you got to tell this new guy that you have a boyfriend or your current situation. Like, you know, I, I, I don't, I've never been in a situation like this where, you know, that's happened to me, but I can see that, you know, that it's like your, your heart is in two pieces and you're, you don't seem, I'm not going to judge you. Like, I don't think you're a horrible person. I feel like things happen, but I do think you need to be honest with yourself about like what you're looking for and who you truly are and what, like Lauren said, like, are you looking for validation outside of what you already have? That could just be a really amazing relationship. Like you said, like you are already with someone who's amazing. Um, and you're just like, you know, things are getting old and you're just seeking something outside of what you're losing or are you genuinely, genuinely unhappy? I think having that honest conversation with the partner is the most appropriate thing. Like I kind of similar to what you were just saying, like, just talk about it. I think as, as on one hand, I'm hearing myself say that and it's just like, it sounds silly. I'm just like, Oh, well talk to your partner that you met someone. But at the same time, it's like, no, like that honesty is important. And it almost goes into what Mariah was saying uh, in a previous episode about boundary setting this is kind of like boundary breaking in a way, but at least like you're having that uncomfortable conversation and, you know, bringing your partner up to speed as far as like, hey, like if this love language was tapped into, this is what we need to do to address it. Or, you know, like, yeah, it might be an uncomfortable conversation, but at the same time, if that person, if this new person is striking chords of being a new soulmate, like, you know, there's something interesting and valuable in exploring that, but sharing that openly with the person that you're in a relationship with, like, like that person deserves that, especially if y'all been together for as many years as you have been, like, my goodness. Also, no. you said that you're attached to your boyfriend and you're afraid of this thing's not working out with this new guy, which kind of, to me, it's like, okay, you're too scared to break up with your boyfriend and go for this new guy because if this new guy doesn't work out, you're going to end up alone. And is that such a bad thing? Like maybe you do need to be single and figure out what you're looking for. And what one is looking for can change over time. Mm -hmm. That's also yeah. something really important to look at as and explore maybe more within yourself than with your partner, but that definitely deserves some attention and work because, you know, don't this honesty doesn't doesn't really work and turn out well for anybody so not to give a hot take but to give a hot take I don't think things are going to work out with this new person I think that this person is a symptom to a cause I don't think that you can know somebody after a night 
I think that you can be really attracted to somebody. I think you can have a wonderful evening together, but I don't think that you can really see a future after one night. If you had been with this person for a week, seen them interact with their friends, seen them in all sorts of different situations, then you could come back to me and I'd say, okay, maybe we can discuss like if this person has a future. But I don't think that you can know if you have a future with somebody after one night. There's just too many variables that you really don't get to know a person. So in my opinion, what really needs to be addressed is your relationship and looking into that and looking into what's not working. What are your needs that not that are not being met? Um, but I think that your relationship really needs to be given a chance before you just run off with this person who you only were with for one night. Because totally. totally. just so romantic, how romantic could it have been within those few hours? My goodness, that was the first time you met this person, but uh, mm. Mm -mm -mm. well, who on that note, you can always send us your letters. We are obviously here and waiting to help you with any of these relationship, dating predicaments that you might be in. Uh, or even if it's like self-help stuff, we're open to that too. Always and our giveaway is still open, you guys. So you still have a shot at winning some amazing prizes. So please do what you need to do. Our It's on our Instagram. So follow, like, subscribe, and all the things. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you like what you're hearing. And... Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.